Go ahead, brother. Welcome to Design Much with Andy and Patrick. Welcome to this this week's edition of Design Much. Hey, Patrick, you you sound so so smooth, so relaxed. Design Much podcast number eighty-two, sponsored by Raycon earbuds. Test, testing these things out, Andy. Uh, what do you think? What do you think of your Raycons? <clears throat> I've had them for about 10 minutes. Really? I just Yeah, I just got them in the mail. Uh, we should have done an unboxing on the podcast. We should. First, you got to tell us which YouTuber did you did you buy them from? I didn't get them off YouTubers. I uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a I'm a I'm a closet Jim Rome fan. Okay. And so uh He's been he's been pimping him on his radio show, um, and uh, I decided to break down and get some because my AirPods they last like ten minutes, like the battery yes. life on them is just getting bad, especially when the microphone's turned on. Mm-hmm. So I was like seventy bucks, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna the new the new AirPods are like two hundred bucks, right? They're like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, see, I didn't even look at. It. I was like. If they're over a hundred dollars, I don't want any. I don't want any part of it. <laughs> and then I heard uh, get fifteen percent off at Raycon.com when you type in Rome, and I was like, I'm gonna do that. So like sixty four dollars later, got me some Raycons. So far, they're pretty yeah, good. Some, that looks good. Yeah, you, you look nice. For looking at you straight on, I don't see that you have anything in your ears. Mm-hmm. Which is, it's nice. I don't see like little, little sticks coming out of your ears. Yeah, there's um, nothing hanging out of them. All I see is those, those wonderful sunglasses that you're wearing <laughs> on the podcast. These, yeah, indoors. these came with the Raycons. <laughs> these are my baseball glasses, softball glasses. Yeah. They're beautiful. Which is huh? the, it's the best way to, to UX design is while wearing <laughs> baseball or softball sunglasses, right? Yeah, the problem is the the glasses are really dark. Well, you just turn up your brightness. It's easy. Yeah, I could do that. It's just part of the lifestyle, man. <laughs> so we're gonna try. We're gonna try out the Raycon. See if they die halfway through. I don't even know if they're charged up. I don't know. You just opened them right now, and you're just gonna I just, wow. I opened them right before. We're this is how I this is how I live, Andy, on the edge. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're you're putting our podcast in such such a safe place right now. We'll see how these go. Usually when you get new technology, they're like at least Apple gear that's charged up to about seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. I don't know about Raycon. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully they're charged up a good good chunk. I mean six hour six hour uh listen talk time, so that's pretty good. Nice. Okay. So even if they're halfway charged, we can make it through this podcast. Yeah. Because we got this is a big it's a big pod podcast today, Andy. This is a three hour. This is our marathon. It is. Yeah, number eighty one is a really special number, you know. Or is this well, eighty two? Yeah, eighty one special, but eighty two. <laughs> this episode is even more special. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what is? Awesome. Uh, but speaking of special, though, what is our topic today, Andy? 
Well, let's consult the random topic generator, Patrick, and let's find out. So, looks like today's topic comes from a um, friend of the show, Jake Madsen, Patrick. <clears throat> Jake Madsen. Yeah. So Jake, He hasn't had a topic in for a while, has he? He hasn't. That's why I'm excited about this, this special topic um, for episode 82. So he's, uh, he's primed for this one. It's perfect. So um, Jake wrote in and he said, there has been an ongoing concern in the community at large that junior talent isn't getting access to jobs and early career development that they need. Uh, what can we do? What can you do? That's what can we do topic. to help to help junior talent get the access they need to jobs and early career development? Why don't you, Andy, kick us off on this one for just about 10 seconds while I change my earphones because these are dying already. Off <laughs> to a great start with the Raycons. <laughs> well, Patrick, while you switch those out... Um, it's an interesting topic that uh, that Jake has sent in, so I'm glad he sent it in. Um, I definitely I have seen this. Um, there are a lot of boot camps, a lot of um, you know university programs that are starting to have uh, UX programs that are starting to have starting to teach UX, and a lot more people are getting into it. And so the problem is, is they are pumping out a lot of junior UX designers into the field. And suddenly, when you are a brand new UX designer, you've you've gone through your boot camp and you got your little your little badge of I've completed uh, my my course. Um, you have a lot of other individuals to compete with, and not only is this a problem, a lot of companies that are looking for UX designers are only hiring senior UX designers. Um, so I think this is what Jake is talking about is. Um, there's just not a lot of um, opportunities in terms of jobs, and there's also lots of competition um, for those those junior UX designers just starting out in the field. So I think that kind of um, that is why we're kind of having this problem right now. Um, UX is a thing; people, the secret's out. I think people have found out about it, and they learn it's pretty cool. And uh, now now we're here. We have this problem of too many designers. Maybe not enough UX design jobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I think that can help us kick, help kick us off with understanding what that problem is and potentially how that came about, according to Andy. Um, so to help answer these questions, because <laughs> what do I know, right, Patrick? Um, <laughs> um, to answer these questions about what we can do, um, I think first and foremost. What I what's something that I learned from you, Patrick, is we as companies, um, as as design teams that are looking for new um, new people to bring on our team, we shouldn't be afraid to hire junior designers. I think there's so many benefits to bringing on people that you know don't have five years of experience, um, and a lot of people are just overlooking those benefits. So I think the first thing that we can do is when we have a, a need for a new UX designer, um, we should open that need not only to seniors, not only to mid-level designers, but also to juniors. We should consider what what a junior can bring to our team. 
And so, Patrick, I, I learned that from you. Like, you have been somebody as a manager, as a director of design that has been, I think, very open and willing to hire UX designers. Ones, I think you even hired one, Patrick, that hadn't finished her boot camp, her UX boot camp yet. She had a couple of weeks to go, but you still um, gave her a job. So um, what are your thoughts? Why did you, why did you start being cool with hiring UX designers, Patrick, and why should others also care about that too? About hiring the junior? Yeah. Um, yeah. When I, when I, when, uh, when I had the opportunity to, to hire people or build a team, right. Um, one of the things I wanted was, uh, that, that I never had really at other places was a growth opportunity for the designers on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so you hire a senior designer, and I started thinking about it like when you hire senior designers, if you hire, I've worked at companies previously where everybody was a senior designer and nobody's really growing, right? Um, hmm. Everybody thinks they're the best designer in the world. Nobody shares with each other. You know, uh, collaboration's kind of down because everybody's kind of in their own worlds. Um, and I never liked working in that environment. I always wanted a place where... Um, you could learn from somebody else or potentially teach other people. Um, so I wanted to foster that same culture in the design team that I was going to create. Um, and so, yeah, I think the best way to do that is to hire people that are junior, right? Like you have a balanced team. So you hire junior talent and you hire, um, you hire some senior talent, you hire mid-level talent. That way everybody has an opportunity to grow and to learn kind of try new things your juniors obviously learn from senior talent and your your seniors have the opportunity to mentor and to grow um, their skills right because a lot of times mm-hmm. as a senior designer you come in and you're like I know how to do everything and you you, you you potentially get bored right where it's like I'm just working on projects but I'm not what else am I doing I don't have the opportunity to move up you know it was a startup too so it's like you don't have an opportunity as a senior to come in and work really hard for a year and a half and then become a director or become a manager, right? It's a startup, so it might not yeah. grow as fast. <clears throat> so by hiring juniors, you know, it gave, it gave the opportunity for them to become mentors, to try that out, uh, opportunity for them to um, work with, you know, younger people, newer people to design and, and even hone their skills, right? Like we've talked about this in the past. Um, even as senior designers, when you start, when you start sort of, teaching or mentoring junior designers you you remember all those things you were supposed to do as a designer that Mm -hmm. you don't do anymore because of all your horrible bad habits and you're like oh yeah i'm supposed to like like do user testing i'm supposed to like do these things right um and then because you teach it you know that that helps you to grow the the other part that i wanted is we we were working on a single product so it was one desktop product for the most part when i started right um, and so we were all going to be working on different portions of that product. So it's like you're working on a car, right? And I'm going to have a designer that's working on the dashboard and a designer that's working on the engine and a designer that's working on the wheels, whatever. You're going to have all these different designers. Um, every time I've worked in a place where it's a bunch of senior designers, uh, they tended not to, and this, this may be the fault of other things, but they tended not to work together as well. So, you know, the style of the tires and the wheels are different than the style of the dashboard and they're different than, you know, people are putting their own styles together and coming up with this, you know, kind of like a Homer Simpson looking car, right? That's, ho- that's horribly mm-hmm. 
it's like horribly ugly and non-functional because it doesn't talk to each other. And so one thing I hope to do is if you bring on junior designers where seniors are mentoring juniors and juniors are looking towards seniors, um, they would be forced to work together, right? Like you would have to work together on some level. It was a little bit harder to isolate yourself. Those were kind of the two main things I wanted to do. The other thing that was, that is a benefit, you know, especially in the startup world is let's say you need to hire three people. Um, you know, if you're not looking at, if you're not looking at the talent pool and you're only looking at senior designers because you don't want to mentor them, you think they're going to be too costly, whatever for juniors. So you just hire seniors. It's going to cost you a lot more money as a company to hire three senior designers and deal with their, you know, their senior designer attitudes and all the stuff that they want. Right. Um, versus hiring a hungry junior, a mid-level and a senior right? It's mm-hmm. going to cost a lot less and you're going to get a lot of work out of it. So there's lots of, there's lots of benefits. I mean, even from a business standpoint, there's that benefit of like, you know, you can like in the UX world, you're, you're almost talking about half the salary. You know, the salary range is so wide right now in the UX world that you can bring on a junior at good market value, you know, mm-hmm. and pay them really well. And you're still about half to, you know, two thirds of the cost of a of a senior level designer so like even from a business standpoint that's good the the other big reason the other big reason is well we can talk about why junior designers can add value in a minute but the other big reason is is they're they're really hungry to work you know and they're good producers junior designers produce really well whereas senior designers i feel like a lot of times require a lot more like in my mind they require almost more coaching than the junior designers on some level (laughs) Is that right? <laughs> right, Andy? I was always like, hey, Andy, can you just do your job? <laughs> yeah, Long you man. did. We, we had that conversation a lot in our one-on-ones. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's a, that's a, a, there's a lot of great points in there. You know, they're, they're going to be um, less expensive. They're going to want to work harder because they have a lot to prove as as junior designers and they bring a lot of diversity and what i also really like is they they also can bring like a fresh eyes to things Mm -hmm. um you know like when we we have our like our five-year-old design system that nobody has questioned because we've all been here for so long you know and then a junior will come and be like why do we why do we do this you know what's the what's the point of this or you know this doesn't make sense um, it really helps us like have a fresh perspective on our design, on our solutions, uh, when we bring in um, somebody who's who's young, and so it's really great to get, um, yeah, those fresh eyes, and not not everything is like stagnated and just going the same way it always has been. So I think that's definitely another benefit of having those those junior designers for sure. So, um, I think that's that's number one is you can consider what are the benefits of having a junior designer when you're needing somebody new. Um, that's something that you can do if you are in charge of hiring or if you are on a design team and you know we need somebody new and somebody's saying, you know, we, we need some more designers on our team or another designer, who would you recommend? You can reach out or you can recommend some junior designers because um, it's those are people that can really help out with the team. Um, I think another thing as well is there's 
also a potential, Patrick, to to have um, internships as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you could even get a junior designer that would come in and do all this work and you wouldn't have to pay them in some cases. <laughs> <laughs> they would do it for free. It's called abuse, Andy. It's called abuse. Yeah. Called slavery, right? I think there's laws involved in this. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of juniors that would be extremely happy, you know, especially coming right out of the field. They haven't had any, you know, real life experience um, to have a crack at doing some real, real life projects, even if those are temporary and they are um, on an internship um, basis. Um, you know, you could pay them hourly. It could be a part-time sort of thing to to bring that talent on and to get them cranking on some work for you. So um, again, these are all, I think, really great reasons as to why you should hire a designer um, that's, you know, in that in that level, in the, the junior sphere. Um, Patrick, as, as you've been hiring designers that are, you know, been on the junior thing, I'm curious to, to, to kind of explore this. Have there been really any cons um, I know, I imagine people aren't hiring juniors because they suspect there are cons to bringing juniors on, but um, have you actually experienced those in real life as you've hired those those young designers? Yeah. <clears throat> Lots of cons, Andy. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. JK, LOL. Uh, no. Um, the cons that I think most people assume from hiring a junior designer, don't. I don't think they're, I don't think they're right. Um, so like most people would, they assume they're going to have to do a lot more coaching, a lot more mentoring, a lot more handholding, right? Even babysitting, they're going to have to do a lot of that. I never really had to do that. Hmm. Um, and maybe it's partially because of the system we had, you know, that we just kind of, we put them on a squad and treated them as a senior designer and said, you know, you're going to, we're here, we're in the pool, you know, like we'll help you out when you start drowning, but you're going to have to swim, right? Yeah. I know some people treat uh, junior designers with, with like kid gloves, you know, and they're like, well, let's put them as a partner with one of the senior designers and they're just going to do icons for the first six months of their existence. <laughs> and like that to me is just, that's just crap. It's unfair to them. It's unfair to you. And you're putting yourself in a situation where you have to babysit. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're, if you're handholding them, then of course they're going to hold your hand, right? You're, like you got to, you got to, kind of put them into the fire a little bit so i think that might be part part of it why we didn't really experience that that much uh part of it might be hiring you know because we were looking for you know self-starters we weren't looking for people that didn't seem to need a lot of you know we were looking for people that had a not necessarily even like an entrepreneurial spirit but just like people that were that wanted to get going and wanted to learn you know they were eager to learn which i think most junior designers are um, but the cons that the cons that I didn't that that sort of surprised me when we started hiring senior or junior designers was after we started hiring them. One of the one of the main cons we had was them working with developers. Um, hmm. That was a little bit difficult because I think there was there was a level of there was a level of I don't want to say mistrust but like just kind of a general level of they're a junior designer. You know, so they don't know what they're talking about, um, okay. you know, from other departments. I think it hit more home with with engineers just because that's who you work with every day and you're collaborating with every day. And a lot of that came from, you know, how does the designer present work? 
to the engineers? Um, how do they communicate to the engineers? And a lot of those, a lot of the junior designers that we hired didn't know how to do that. At the, you know, they, they hadn't done that before. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this on the podcast. Like, that's kind of an art all in, this, all in and of itself, right? Um, and so I think a lot of it just stemmed back from that, right? Like, they hadn't really worked with an engineering team before. They hadn't really worked with PMs before, in some cases, program managers. They hadn't been in an environment where, you know, they had, um, you know, leadership from different departments asking them questions. You know, they were probably more used to having one boss instead of three or four, you know, that kind of thing. And so I think that was that's where the con came in. I guess it's not really a con because it's all a growing and learning experience. But that's what I didn't I didn't understand at the beginning. Right. Hmm. Like I brought okay. them in, they were doing really good work. And then, you know, we'd get, we, they, they start having issues with engineering teams and they, you know, they're like, I don't know how to fix this. And I don't know how to do this. And a lot of it came down to, well, how are you presenting your work is, you know, like, are you presenting your sketch files to your team? Cause if so, they probably don't need to see your sketch files. You know, are you organizing mm-hmm. your work in a way that other people can look at? Um, so a lot of other things that just, Working as a team, they they weren't kind of, you know, they weren't as good with, you know, as a mid-level or a senior because they just hadn't had that experience. But the overall, like, design quality, I thought was was above and beyond. Like, like there wasn't, you know, there wasn't any times where I'd look at their designs and be like, this is trash or this is garbage or, you know, oh, my gosh, who, you know, who hired you kind of thing. Like, their work was of high quality, high quality work. I think yeah. I think the, the the biggest learning curve um, that I didn't see was the team building, you know, and working with the team, and you know how do I teach them how to work with their team better when I'm not with them all the time on their team, you know, um, you know, because we had that with PMs and developers and you know people. I think there was just some some people had a like a level of mistrust because they were junior, you know. So then I would get the I would get the, you know, the, the Slack message every once in a while, like, hey, have you seen this person's work? You know, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's great. What, what's, the, what's the big deal? Well, you know. And so I think there was a level <laughs> like that. It's like, it's like almost like I needed to tell them that they had 10 years of experience. You know, like, hey, hey, hey designer, like, everybody in the room thinks you're like a seasoned designer. But just me and you, we, we're the only two that know you're a junior designer. <laughs> like... I think that would have helped maybe even on some level, but I don't know. That would have, that would have kicked us in the butt probably. Yeah. Talk about your imposter syndrome right there, Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, I don't think there's been any cons really. Okay. Um, Sometimes, sometimes the work has been a little slow, you know, depending on projects, especially getting started on a project has Mm -hmm. been slower than like a, like a senior designer. Um, You know, and they're, and of course, it probably, you know, junior designers have to do more work, I think, than a senior designer does. You've got to crank out more artboards to get a design right and experiment a little more than what a senior designer does. But um, so maybe some maybe some times that things were a little slow and we needed to kind of push forward. But that's about it. Okay. It's awesome. Just, well, those... Sorry, you go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, those... They didn't exactly sound to me like cons, like, you know, like real, like red flags for hiring junior designers. They sounded more like challenges, you know, things that 
I think you could have with even a senior designer, you could hire a senior designer and have some of those same problems. Oh, I for think, sure. Potentially. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's interesting that yeah, those, those definitely could be issues because like somebody could perceive, Hey, these are, these are juniors. So I, I, I'm going to inherently not trust your work. I'm not going to trust that you, you did the, the UX interviews or the wireframe or whatever. I'm just going to say like, because you're a junior, I don't think this is the right way to go about this. So I could, I could see that being the case, but, um, I think it's a good, um, learning experience for all parties, right? If, if they find, um, if you find that engineers aren't trusting of their designers because they're not senior designers, that's more of a problem with, you know, engineers actually just not being very trusting people. Maybe, maybe you could <laughs> um, work with your junior designers to um, help them gain that trust. So I think it, it's definitely a, a way that you can help, I think, all parties. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Awesome. But yeah, I think I think people are scared of hiring junior designers because they're afraid that they are going to have to they don't have the support system for a junior designer. Yeah. And when we when we started hiring juniors, right? We were we were a startup, so we wanted to keep our costs down. So, you know, I was like, you know, let's look at I want to look at junior designers. I want to start looking at them and seeing who's out there, who's available. Um cuz you know, for all the reasons we already talked about Um, but we didn't really have a good support system either. You know, like I was, I was trying to manage the team as well as work on a development squad, right. On a product squad. Mm -hmm. Um, there was you and there was, we had a couple other designers on the team. So everybody was busy themselves, right. There wasn't like somebody that could just, that was just hanging around waiting to, you know, coach a junior designer. So we didn't really have a support team. Um, and I think people are, are scared and they want to be like, well, I don't really have, that's, that's the one thing I hear constantly, uh, about junior designers is oh, we're not ready because we don't have people to help them out. And I guess my, my response to that is, is do you have other designers? Cause it doesn't take that much to help coach these people, you know, yeah. for the most part, they've been to school. They understand design. They understand a lot of those principles. You're not trying to teach them again. Um, you're trying to acclimate them to a system that they, they're not used to. Um, and you're trying to make sure they're doing quality work. So it does, it does require some coaching, but it's not like it's, you know, it's, it, it's not like it takes up your whole entire day. You yeah, know, I think people exactly. are scared. It's just going to waste money. And I think people are also scared that it's going to slow them down, which, like I said, we, there was times when, you know, it probably slowed us down a little bit, uh, mainly around projects getting started. I always felt like that's where it was slower. But to your point, like that still happens with mid and senior level designers on all my teams, right? The new project starts and people don't know where to start. So they're kind of, you know, experimenting and they're kind of flailing and they're trying to get their footing right on a project that that's not a junior design problem, you know? Um, yeah, that's an, that's an every designer problem. And with a senior designer, yeah, sure. You have more experience and you have better, tools and practice at like getting started with that kind of stuff, asking the right questions or whatever. But it, I mean, in my experience, it never really slowed us down, you know, overall. Yeah. Um, and kind of to your point of, you know, them being worried about not having that support system, you know, as, as I was a part of that, you know, when you're hiring juniors and, you know, there was that mentorship opportunity and it, you know, you said it doesn't really take like all day, every day to do it. Um, the, the way that we actually went about it is we did the, the pair design 
pair designing, right, Patrick? Mm-hmm. Where we would just set up a meeting. We'd, we'd be paired with another designer. It doesn't matter what team they're on or what, what they do. Just another UX designer. And usually it'd be like a junior with a senior. Some mid-levels were paired together. It'd be kind of just depending on you know how it, how it went. And we would just schedule like an hour um, to meet. Sometimes, you know, once or twice a, a week we would, where we would get together and talk about what we're working on and get, you know, really in-depth feedback on what we what we're doing. Um, and that was a chance for a junior to talk about their project, to get help with figuring out how to write a research um, a research outline, figuring out how to design something or use the design system. And also the senior designer was was showing their work as well, getting feedback on on that work from them, um, you know, from fresh eyes. So it was a, a really good opportunity for me to grow as a designer, for me to, um, you know, work in a different area of the product with a different designer and help them out with that. So I, I of course, got, you know, understanding of what else was going on in the product. I got to share my work. I got to give feedback on other individuals' work in a more in-depth way than just a, a team critique. And um, I got to offer advice on how they could work with their developers, on how they could work with their PMs to get their their points across and um, you know explain their, their, their stories. And um, I think it really helped me grow a lot. So like from my side of things, not being like a, a manager, you know, being like a a frontline designer working with juniors. Um, that was actually a really great experience. And it was something that let me grow as a designer. And I think also helped me um, help other designers grow as designers too. So I think it was definitely a win-win for for all of us. So I think I would absolutely agree, Patrick. It's not something that takes all your time, but it is something that um, helps you improve your team, your design team, if you bring on those juniors and let them meet, you know, every once in a while with other designers and talk about their needs and um, help them, you know, solve their problems. Well, not too, like you brought up seeing other things across the product and working with other designers. Like, isn't that what design is supposed to do, right? Yeah. You know, and we, we work, you know, we work in environments, well, like today we work in environments where we're in our basements, but totally isolated from everyone. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we a lot of the companies you don't sit next to the design team you know you're not in your own building with the design team sometimes you're you know you're working pretty much hand in hand delivering delivering product with your engineering team and so you have to have a connection point with you know with other designers so your product doesn't suffer right and i think that's another thing people are scared of is that their product is going to suffer when you hire junior designers right and i don't i don't think in my experience i don't think that was the case either i think it made it I think it made it better because like you talked about earlier too, like coming with fresh eyes, like senior designers like have designed a particular feature three or four times in three or four different apps, right? So they approach it the same way they did previously, right? Traditional, yeah. this is what I did in the past, this is what we did over here. You know, they bring all their baggage with it. That may not be the right thing for this product and this customer base, right? And so a junior designer coming in, not knowing what how anything works, you know, comes in and they can they can offer new innovative ideas and new innovative thinking into that space where you know maybe something's just traditional and you're just gonna throw it in and um, <clears throat> so they do that, but and that elevates the product, right? Like 
that makes your product better. And I think a lot of people are just scared that their product is going to get worse because they hire junior designers mm-hmm. or they mistrust junior designers, you know. And I think that's a big one is the is the trust factor, like letting them letting them do their jobs, you know, and not hand-holding them, not, not, you know, dragging them around, not babysitting them, but, like, actually having them do work and get their hands really dirty. Like, I think you'll be... I think as a manager, you'd be really shocked how good some of the work that they can produce. I, I was like flabbergasted, like at some of the work that um, our junior designers were producing within six months. You know, hmm. like once they get their feet wet on a couple of projects, and it's like they get a big project, and then it's it's fantastic. You know, and you're like, holy cow! Like I don't know if a senior designer would have done this thoughtful of a job. You know. Um, <laughs> So I think I think most people would be more surprised and shocked at at what they can get from a junior designer versus like you know in comparison to what what a senior designer can do at that at their same you know price point. And that's what that's one thing as a manager like one thing I learned quickly was as a manager you're not just managing people, you're managing you're trying to manage budget, you're trying to manage uh, the product you're trying to manage design systems you're trying to manage design principles you know you're not just managing people and so I think that's one thing that junior designers bring to the table is they bring all that diversity and thinking um, a lot of them are going to be younger than your than your senior designers right and so they're going to be from a different generation even and have mm-hmm. different ideas and they're going to the technology they use um you know, some of the people we hired, like I grew up, I didn't have, like, we had a computer, but I didn't, you know, I was in high school when the internet came around. So it's like, I didn't grow up with the internet. You know, it wasn't something that that was ubiquitous in my life. It was a transition, right? It was something we had to learn. And, you know, junior designers now, you're probably gonna, the younger ones are coming up, you know, being raised in a, in a world where the internet just exists. Cell phones just exist, right? Yeah. These things just happen. And so they look at technology a lot differently than, you know, maybe a, maybe an older designer would. So having that diversity to your product um, makes your product better, right? So it's like if you're only hiring senior designers or experienced designers, you're I don't think you're making your product better. I think you're making your product product more stagnant. Um, yeah. And you're kind of opening yourself up to, um, you know, learn styles and traditional thinking right because we all do it as designers we all we all think in our own particular way from our own experiences and the older we get in a profession you know if we've been doing something for 10 years we start to get set in our ways you know and like oh this is how you do it this is how you do it and instead of instead of just hiring more people like that that clash with what they're doing you bring in a junior designer to challenge that and then the senior designers are challenged by a junior designer they don't they don't want a junior designer doing better work than them you know, so they're going to yep. they're going to step up their game and try to be better, try to be more thoughtful, more diligent with their work. And in turn, that adds to a better product. Right. So if you're a manager out there thinking like, well, I don't want a junior designer because my product's going to suffer. I don't I don't think that's true. I think that's a myth. I agree. If you think that you're wrong. <laughs> right, Patrick. Uh, maybe Straight not up. in every case, but like. <laughs> We don't want to generalize. But oh, I think, why but not? I think, it's so fun. 
but I think for the most part, I think that's that's a myth. The same way I think it slows you down is a myth. The same way I think you have to have a support system is a myth, right? Like, I, I don't think you need any of those. Do you have a design team of one, two people? Do you have a support system for a junior? You know? Yeah. Like, it's those those to me are all things that are that make people nervous. But I, I've never, I, you know, hiring as many juniors as we have at Canopy, I've never had that experience you know with any of those yeah and maybe we're just lucky i don't know but maybe we just hire really well maybe you could go back to was it episode 80 or 81 andy where we talked about hiring the best talent (laughs) that was episode 80 yes which (laughs) (laughs) we talked about how you've only hired good designers so (laughs) Yeah, you could be totally off. Maybe it's actually really bad <laughs> based on other individuals' experiences. <laughs> you just, yeah, you just have to hire good designers. It's easy. <laughs> so don't hire junior designers. Hire good junior designers. Hire good designers. Then... <laughs> <laughs> if you're just always hiring the best, you have no worries. Yeah. Did, so did, did Jake have another uh, another his question was kind of long did he have another uh, part to his question so there there was two parts there were question parts to this overall question it was what can we do and then what can you do or no sorry I didn't know it <laughs> it's what can we do and what do you do what can we do and what do you do yeah so we, the, we, the you do we've we talked about the you do We've talked this about the entire you. time. Yeah. Because that's what we did, did do. Now we got to <laughs> yeah. talk about what he can do, right? Yeah. Well, I think what can we as a design community can do, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. The we, the they, the we. What can we do as a design community? What you can yeah. do as a design community is forget the miss and just hire some of these people. Because some of these people are really good. Some of them are really talented. And for the most part, they're really hungry. And they want to learn. Um, so forget forget your traditional crap thinking about we got to have a support system. We got to have enough money. We got to it's going to waste time. It's going to blah 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 blah. This project's really important. We got to have somebody who knows what they're doing. Do you know how many times that I've worked with other senior designers or even worked with myself and I didn't know what I was doing? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You don't know what you're doing right now, Patrick. I don't right? know, dude. We don't know what we're doing 99% of the time. <laughs> it's part of design. We're not. It is part of design. That's that's yeah. the best part of our job is we just get to ask a lot of questions, right? Like, yeah. We, we, we don't know what we're doing. We're just trying to figure out the right way to do it. Yeah. That's, well, that's des- the whole point of design is experimentation. Yeah. You know? If... If you're okay, so if you're like, there's a crafts part, there's a craftsmanship to it, to design, that you have to learn, right? There's a way to, mm-hmm. you know, build a cabinet, you know, kind of thing. Like you need to learn some of those techniques. But the biggest part of design is taking a problem that you've never seen before, right? At any level of design, whether you just started out or whether you're like some 20 year old seasoned designer, you're taking a problem you've never seen before cleaning your eyes of everything that you've done in your entire existence up to that point and looking at it freshly Mm -hmm. and being like, how can we solve this problem to the best 
that we can for our customers and make it delightful, make it functional, you know, all of that stuff. So every project you get, nobody knows what they're doing. You know, now the seasoned designer, the, the person who's been doing this 10, 15 years, maybe a little quicker in sketch, you know, they, they may know how to hit all the right keystrokes to, you know, draw a vector, whatever, you know, but a junior designer is still going to approach it the same way as a senior designer does. Yeah, I think a senior might be able to have the tool set they need or know the right tools to find out what they're doing, right? Like they mm-hmm. they can figure it out maybe a little bit quicker, but they are still going to take, you know, in the end, probably the same pathways to find out what they need to find out. Yeah. Well, it's a good point. Like you've got you've got a tool belt, right? A senior designer, when they see a nail, knows I need my hammer for that, for that nail, right? Whereas a junior designer yeah. might might pull out a screwdriver and use the handle to pound the nail in. It's like, they're still getting the job done, even though they're using the wrong tool. And then we coach them like, Hey man, it'd be easier to use the hammer. Go ahead and grab the hammer. Oh, I get it. Yeah. And then you like, there's, there's those moments, but for the most part, the job is still accomplished the same way, right? It's through experimentation. It's through user research. And, and in my mind, in my mind, junior people are, because they're starting out, they want to be really good. You know, they want to learn and they want to show off for everyone and they want to, you know, you know, prove that they can do it. And so I think they do a lot of those. I think they execute on a lot of those basic principles a lot, like a lot better than senior designers do. Yeah, absolutely. So what can you do, Patrick? What do you do is forget the myths and start hiring junior designers, right? Put up, go, go right now and put up some job pos- postings for a junior or just a UX designer, you know, doesn't matter the... If you're, if you just had a senior designer quit your team and you need to backfill for them, hire a junior designer. Ooh. Backfill a junior designer for that role. Just, just be brave and do it, and don't yeah. give them don't give them a homework assignment to take it home because they're gonna suck at it. They're junior designers, guys. It's unethical <laughs> anyway. Also, don't make them do a whiteboard exercise in an interview because they're junior designers. They don't know how to do that. They suck at it, <laughs> and they're gonna be scared. Pro tip number one and two. There you go. Done. Those are good. That's Man, what... I'm scared. I'm scared of doing whiteboard exercises when I, as a senior, <laughs> you know. It's true. I I am not a whiteboarding person. I have never been super comfortable with getting up and, you know, drawing. It's just like a weird canvas for me. It's up on the wall, and my handwriting is horrible, and like I can't draw perfectly straight lines like I can on my iPad or in Sketch. It's it's not a great thing for me, so I, I'm I'm always super nervous when I when I do whiteboarding. Yeah, well, and they're really slick, right? There's no friction on a whiteboard. That's what I yeah, always that's... hate, or like a window. So it's like it's like when you draw, it's like it's slippery. It's like what's going on? <laughs> it's like ice skating instead of. It's like it's like trying to sketch on ice skates rather than sketch on regular shoes oh yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) 
Whiteboarding sucks. There's got to be another. We need to we need to develop a new a new form of whiteboard that is that is better, more conducive to drawing on. Well, I think a good one is like and you might find this kind of weird, Patrick, but like Figma. <laughs> imagine imagine going on your computer and all seeing the same canvas and you can just start throwing up stuff on that canvas yeah. and it's not slippery it's not slippery but you're still using what a mouse maybe trackpad yeah, you can use a, a mouse. pen sure kind of like whack tablet something like that yeah you do all that stuff and your handwriting doesn't look like garbage you know my nobody <laughs> can, can read my handwriting you can type yeah because you can just type it and you can like do a font choice and all that stuff. My handwriting always looks like I'm writing swear words. It does I'll a, because I'll write a normal word and then it looks like <laughs> it looks like a bad word. I remember because you write in all caps, right, Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> you just you get up on that whiteboard and you're just yelling at everybody. Just always your, yelling. Your little black marker. Well, but what's and the also, point? What's the point in having two like if I'm just on a whiteboard, what's the point in having big letters and little letters? It doesn't make any sense to me. Just let's what just are you write. Talking about? I don't need. I don't need how many? How many? How many letters are in the alphabet? Twenty-six. 20, Twenty-six. <laughs> so, so what's that double? Like fifty? What is it? Twenty-six. It's fifty-eight. Fifty-two. Fifty-eight. No, it's not fifty-eight. Crap! It's like, fifty-two. It's fifty-two. <laughs> Why do I gotta learn fifty-two letters just to communicate with you? Like, you already know those fifty-two. You already know them. No, but I gotta learn two versions of them. Oh, but what's the difference between having those letters be on a whiteboard versus like in a text? When you text me, Patrick, there you actually you know no, take the time caps. to. You don't write all caps. <laughs> you you use all fifty-two letters, my friend. Yeah, but they're so on I don't know the what keyboard. the difference is. I don't have to. I don't. They, they're already written on the keyboard. The glyphs have already been created. I just got to access them, right? When you're yeah, writing on it, when you're writing on a thing, I got to remember. Okay, the A is round instead of his triangle. It's like a tent. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you do you have to like translate in your head? Do you have to think before every letter that the A, the a is a triangle? <laughs> okay, what's the A? What's the difference hey, between the, the upper A and the lower B? Oh, the B. B. I got to get rid of the top B. The top bubble, right? It's the top bubble, right? <laughs> and then the B and the D, they're the same freaking letter, just mirrored. Like, come on. No, who, dude. Who did lowercase? I prefer it? lowercase, Patrick. <laughs> if you have to do something, do all lowercase, not all uppercase. <laughs> the uppercase letters are good. Except for the L, depending on your, depending on your font selection. L's aren't great. You know, I, I really don't like drawing uppercase M's. Yeah? I don't like them. None of my like uppercase M's have ever looked good. M's. Yeah. They're easier to draw. Like, just the... I, I don't know. It's just like when I'm drawing an M, it's like drawing those two mountain peaks. It's just like too much work. It never turns out well. My My M's aren't good. So... I prefer lowercase, like when I'm writing this, when I'm writing stuff out. You know, I actually, when I'm writing on a whiteboard, which happens once every six years, I use mm -hmm. sentence case, like a, a regular human, Patrick. Yeah, like a like a normal person. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's because you can write in uppercase and lowercase. Some of us can't, Andy. I don't believe we that. We can't do it. How do you sign I mean, your name, at, Patrick? Look when at you, these when sticky you're, notes. When you're uh, sticky about, notes. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all uppercase. <laughs> There's just no lowercase, man. How did, how did elementary school smaller. go for you? <laughs> How did high school go? Did you did your English teachers get along with, with well with you? Did they like seeing your papers? Uh, I mean, we typed most of our papers, right? We didn't write most of our papers. I, I remember still writing a lot of papers, and I went to high school way after you. Like, I would, like, have to write, like, let's say, creative writing class. They didn't have, like, computers then. I just had to, like, sit down Oh, I mean, we had to do paper. that. Yeah, we had to do that every once in a while. My handwriting's never been good. I mean, I'm there think, with you. I think most genius geniuses don't have good handwriting. I'm sorry, our brains are, our brains okay. are working on something else, right, Andy? I'll I'll take that. <laughs> that works for me, because I have really bad handwriting. So yeah. Which then I feel really bad because I've seen a lot of people with just wonderful handwriting, and I envy it. Except I never actually handwrite anything anymore. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't envy it that much anymore. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. I, I like I, you look at my desk, which you can't exactly right now. You will see zero post-it notes, Patrick. Yeah, you're not a. You're not a. Yeah, you're you're definitely a computer guy. Yeah. You're a keyboard man. But so are you. Like you use a keyboard to do all of your communication, right? But then you take the time to get your post-it note out and like write a little note for the for like. 30 minutes because it takes that long to handwrite something. 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah, no, like this thing for my tooth surgery, right? I just, I was on the phone and I just wanted to scratch it down really fast so I didn't forget. Then I'll take that and I'll put it in my calendar. In your... (laughs) Tell me, what what kind of calendar do you have? The Google calendar. The Googs. Okay, so so you, you write it down... On There's a piece an of paper, and then you have to transfer it over to the Google Calendar. Yeah. That and I got my all little right. sticky note with all the, uh, you know, eight-point grid numbers on it. Hmm. You know, as a reference. Now I can type that out, print it out, tape it on. I could do that. Seems like more work than writing it down on a, on a sticky note, though, you know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but I'll, I'll let you live your life. That's okay, man. I'm going to stop judging you right now. I was before, but I'll stop right now. Yeah, quit it, because I feel horrible about myself. (laughs) I'm going to put on my badass sunglasses and intimidate you now with my WWF wrestling sunglasses. (laughs) Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, brother. (laughs) With your beard and everything, it's wonderful. I know, it's great, right? And I got the long hair now. I feel like you're threatening my life over a, a Google Meet call just by looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> these are the ones I had. These are the ones I had when I dressed up as a uh, uh, Guy Fieri for Halloween. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Do you, uh, Patrick? Do you know what you're going to be for Halloween this year when you when you log into <laughs> to to your. <laughs> 
you know, your your stand up over over Zoom or whatever. What are you going to be dressed up as for Halloween as I'm you're still, working from home? I'm still burned and pissed from last year. I was the only. I was literally the only one that showed up in a costume to work. <laughs> I'm still pissed at that. <laughs> Dude, I, I had, I went, because I, I went as Post Malone, right? Do you remember this? Yes. Yeah, and so my wife, my wife put tattoos all over my face. I mean, this took like two hours to put this costume together. I show up and literally nobody else in the office is dressed up. On Halloween day. <laughs> yeah, not even, not even the rest of your design team. Yeah. You know, the, the people who, you, whose paychecks you signed didn't show up dressed yeah. up, did we? Nobody did anything. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Next year, I'm just taking it off. You guys don't get to be a part of this. I don't ruin, know what happened. You're going to ruin my holiday. I think the year before that, I did something, and I thought it was so clever. But nobody seemed to notice, so I didn't want to do anything the next year. What did you do? Tape, take a, tape a nickel on your back? <laughs> what? You thought <laughs> that was clever? I just got it. <laughs> That's really clever, actually. <laughs> you I think I just found my Halloween costume this year. I did. I did that uh, when I first started at Canopy. That was my costume. Because I wasn't Nobody. sure. I wasn't sure if anybody's going to dress up or not. Nobody really said anything. So I was like, I'm just going to do something, and then if nobody knows, nobody knows. <laughs> That's awesome. What did you 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 did? I can't remember what it was. What did you do? It was so good. So we have. Um, so I dressed up as, you know, it was a UX costume. It was my first like UX costume. I was an error message. That's right. I wore like the, cause you know, our, our error messages in canopy, it had like the little red, red, little red sliver on the top. And so I had like mm-hmm. a red beanie and mm-hmm. I had a white shirt and I like had this sign <laughs> that had like this really scary error message. Yeah. It was good. That was good. Nobody really got scared though. So, backfired on you. Well, it's because people it ignore error messages. <laughs> that was true. the problem. <laughs> that was your, you should have thought of that. That was your mistake. Nobody looks at those things, man. <laughs> no wonder I didn't win the competition, the <laughs> costume contest. <laughs> Nobody noticed I had a costume on. Everybody was walking around going, where's Andy today? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Andy, I'll think about my Halloween costume if you think about yours. Okay. We'll talk about it on the next episode. (laughs) You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is share it. Share it with a coworker, share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter, just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast though, go buy a t-shirt over at designmuch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride. And then lastly, to support the podcast, we need your topics. Use hashtag designmuchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmuch.org or just go to designmuch.org contact and fill out the form.